Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Okay, let me say two quick things to start. First off, this is episode 100 of the Knowing God Podcast. To be honest, that feels a little wild. It feels like I've been doing this for a long time and also not very much time. And so to hit 100 is kind of crazy. That is 100 times that we have been working through God's Word together. And I do pray, as always, that it has been helpful for you. I firmly believe that if we want a deep relationship with God, we want to know Him and trust Him and depend on Him, we must be a people of His Word. It is the scriptures that communicate who God is and what he has done for us. Every time we approach the scriptures, we approach the divine because this is God's word. We see it and understand it by God's spirit. And it's all about God's son for God's glory. Every time we look at the scriptures, we get to enjoy that union with God. So thank you for listening. For any of you who have listened to all 100, I don't know if there's any out there, but you get some sort of prize. (laughs) I'm not sure what that is, but I'll tell you what, you reach out to me, and if you've listened to all 100, I'll get you a book or something, all right? So if you've listened to all 100, you let me know, we'll get you something. I hope it has been helpful. If so, please do share it with others. We hope that this is a helpful resource as people long to know God. And second, this episode also is wrapping up our first week looking toward the coming of Christ. If you don't have one of our Advent guides, make sure you go to ProvidenceOmaha.org. You can find a digital copy there and you can track along with us. And each one of these episodes until Christmas will be designed to help you build a longing for the coming of Jesus. Each week, we're examining the good news of a specific characteristic or attribute of God that we see revealed in Christmas. So this is the last episode this week while we're looking at God's faithfulness. We as a people need God to be faithful. We long for a God we can trust. And the good news is God proves his faithfulness at Christmas. And we're going to see the good news of that in our Sunday sermon. But for today, let's consider one more way that we long for God to be faithful. Let's do that from Deuteronomy 8, 1 and 2. This is Moses speaking to the people of Israel saying, The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. For my first couple of years in high school, I played basketball on our high school team. And at the beginning of every basketball season, a main thing our coach worked on was our conditioning. So we did some drills, we did a little bit of shooting, and then a boatload of running. And here's how he would structure our running. We were supposed to run sprints for, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 minutes straight. But we had to run full speed, like an actual sprint up and down the court for 20 or 30 straight minutes, which is 
incredibly challenging. Like it felt impossible to not slow down or let up, no losing your form, just a dead sprint up and down for 30 minutes. But here's what he would do. He put us in teams of two. And he said, you are supposed to run until you literally don't think you can sprint anymore. And when you are so gassed and winded from running, then you can tap out. You can ask for a sub to go in your place and run when you need it. Then when that person needs a sub, you step in for him. The idea is that when you can't do what is required of you, you will need a substitute. You need someone to step in your place for you. Part of the storyline the Old Testament is trying to teach us is a similar concept. You need a substitute. Much of the Old Testament is about God calling all humans to live in a certain way in order to be with him, but them not living up to that standard. It's being told you have to run sprints for 30 minutes up and down the gym court and not being able to do it. In those verses we read, God is telling his people through Moses about how he gave them his law that they might walk in it and have life in it. Following the law is trusting God wholeheartedly with all of your life. If the Israelites did that, they could possess the land. And the land was like the fulfillment of God's promises to them. It would solidify them as a people. It would protect them in a place, and it would be where God's presence dwelled with them. And all of that would be theirs so long as they obeyed the ways of God and trusted and worshiped him. Well, you may know that doesn't happen. Early and often, Israel disobeys God. They don't trust God. When he tests them, as it says, they fail and they worship other gods. Frequently, they walk away from worshiping God and they disobey him. So, what God does is what we've been talking about the last two episodes. He sends them into exile. He scatters them as a people, removes them from their place, the promised land, and his intimate presence leaves them. This is all due to Israel not following God's ways and trusting him in all of life. So, the question in the Old Testament becomes, Is there any hope? In the middle of great loss, is there any consolation? As the Christmas hymn points out, is there a consolation of Israel in the midst of their exile and their state of death? Well, because God can't lower his standard, that would be unjust. And he can't just wipe away their evil and pretend it didn't happen. That would also be unjust. And they still need a perfect obedience or righteousness then to be with God. And what they really need is a sub. They need someone to be righteous on their behalf. They need someone to obey perfectly on their behalf. You remember when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden? God created them and they were called to obey and trust him. But then they were tempted by the serpent. That snake came and tempted them by sowing seeds of doubt and distrust in their hearts toward God. And they gave in to that temptation and they disobeyed. And then they were exiled from God's presence. And remember throughout the story of God's people in the wilderness when they were wandering for 40 years, they were called to trust God and follow his law, just like Moses is talking about in Deuteronomy. But they don't do it. 
They make false gods. They don't trust God, and they fear his presence with them. They grumble and complain and wish they were back in slavery rather than with God. Maybe you can think of times in your life where God has called you to worship him, but you love other idols more than him. Where God has called you to trust him, but you trust in yourself or something else more. Where God has called you to keep your eyes and heart on him, but other things tempt you to desire them more. All of God's people need a substitute. God's people need someone who doesn't fall into temptation. God's people need someone who doesn't disobey God's commands. God's people need someone who loves and enjoys God more than anything else in existence. God's people need a sub. Will God offer one? Will God provide someone who can do all those things? Will our longing for forgiveness and reconciliation with God be met by God sending a perfect substitute on our behalf? God has promised he would. Will he be faithful? Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.